Hey everyone, and welcome back to Country Music Made Me. Thank you so much for joining us once again. If you haven't already, please be sure to check out our website, countrymusicmademe.com. There you can listen to all of our episodes and you can also sign up for our newsletter to receive exclusive content straight to your inbox. Just head over to countrymusicmademe.com and hit that subscribe button. You can also find us on any streaming platform. So if streaming is your thing, just head over to your favorite and give us a follow there. Now on today's episode, we are excited to welcome Jordana Bryant. She began posting covers and original music online in 2019 and quickly gained the attention of well-known Nashville producer Seth Mosley. Now the duo have been working together as Jordana released her debut EP last year and she is set for big things. She is graduating high school a year early to head to Nashville to attend Belmont University, where she will study music business and also work on growing her career within country music. So please enjoy our conversation with Jordana Bryant. High school is still on, right? You still have a couple more months of high school? I do, I do. But I'm in Nashville for two weeks, so I'm just missing school for a few weeks. My teachers probably hate me. But um, yeah, just just a few more months left. I'm counting down the days. Yeah, exactly. And then you'll be back in Nashville. Talk about that. How exciting was it to be accepted into Belmont? Oh my gosh, it was, it felt like surreal because I, like, I was... I really wanted to graduate early, but I feel like until you kind of like get the college acceptance and everything, it's still like, still kind of feels unreal. And then like, just seeing that and being like, I'm moving to Nashville in like five months. It was just, it was one of the best things. I'm, I'm really excited. That's insane. And so what grade are you in? Are you in grade 12 or are you um, sort of no. skipping grade 12? Yeah, I'm, I'm just, I guess, skipping grade 12. Yeah, because I'm in junior year, so 11th grade. Um, and yeah, so I, I kind of like I did um, took some extra classes earlier and I took like my SATs and everything a year early. That way I could graduate early. And then the only thing that was left is like a fourth year of English requirement that you can do at college. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And what are you taking at Belmont? Do you have that all figured out yet? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to study music business. Okay. And so how important is that for you rather than going and doing like, I think there's commercial voice, the commercial voice program is one that a lot of people do when they want to get into music. But how important was it for you to take the business side so that you have that background heading into a career? Yeah, for sure. I think artists today really need to like kind of just understand the whole business because they kind of have to be their own business. You know, uh, a lot of, you know, labels and publishers and stuff, you don't like really partner with them until kind of later in your career, like a few years in. And so I think and even when you do, you kind of need to be understanding all this stuff to, to really like have a say. So I think it's really important for me to learn just all about like even more about, you know, engagement and marketing and um, and, you know, like selling tickets and how to like, you know, do sponsorships and partnerships and like, you know, collaborations, all that stuff, I think is really important. Um, even if you do, you know, want to be a singer songwriter, you kind of can't just focus on the music. You have to focus on, you know, the business side of it, too. Right. And you're already sort of building your brand over the last couple of years you have been building that and so how much have you learned about the business already just within the last couple of years 
Yeah, it's crazy so much. I mean, my friends will <laughs> I'll like go on rants about the Instagram algorithms and like all this stuff. And they'll be like, Jordana, we don't need to know this. But I, I it's so cool to like, there's so much that you don't think about that, um, you know, it's like with even just with social media, it's like, what time of day do you post? What lighting? How long is the video? Like responding to comments, DMs, like all this stuff that you wouldn't really think about. And I, I've really enjoyed learning about it because I feel like it's really interesting. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to get to learn more about it at Belmont. And you obviously have a very artistic side of your brain, but that business side of the brain, is that something you enjoy the business side or is it something you've had to really sort of force yourself to focus on? I mean, I'd say um, a mix because it's like music business stuff. I feel like I can still get really into it because it's like kind of all the business stuff. It still feels like it's related to music. But if I was like like my brother, who's um, a freshman at college, he is studying like business and technology and hearing about what he's studying. It's like, oh, I, I just I would hate it. It's just like I, I couldn't do that business type stuff. But when it comes to like music business, I still find it fun because I, I feel like it's at least related. And when I'm learning about the business stuff, it feels like I'm kind of just expanding, you know, the possibilities for a music career. And I am older than you, obviously, and I didn't really grow up in the social media era. And so for me, it's not really an enjoyable process. Uh, like you say, the algorithms and everything you have to sort of focus on to get your content noticed. But for you growing up within this sort of social media realm, is it something that you do enjoy? Yeah, it is. I mean, I think so. I didn't really have social media until I started posting. So it was something that I'd kind of seen some of my friends use. But um, at first, I was kind of opposed to it because I was like, social media, there's like a lot of downsides because it kind of, you know, it it imposes a lot of unrealistic standards on people. And that was something that I, you know, without using it, that was something that I had just seen like with my friends and stuff that I didn't love. But then like, kind of getting to use it for myself with my career. Like I, you know, there's a lot of really beneficial things about it too. And it gets to connect people from around the world and it gets, it gives a lot of people, you know, not just musicians, but like small businesses or like so many different people an opportunity to share their, you know, passion with the world. And so there, there's a lot of really incredible things about it. And I think that's something that made me really, really enjoy it. And, uh, and I, I did actually really find it really interesting to be taking, like, I found a bunch of courses, um, like this course that Rick Barker has, um, that just like teach a lot about how to use social media specifically for musicians and I found it really interesting to learn about how to kind of use it as a tool to share your music with the world. That's awesome and Rick Barker you mentioned him he I believe is the former manager of Taylor Swift and he now sort of provides um, education for upcoming artists and how important has that been sort of working with him and working within his program to learn a bit more before you head into this career? Yeah, it's, it's been awesome. I mean, it was his, his courses are, are super helpful and also just getting to talk with him. Like he just understands all of that stuff so well that um, he's really just such an awesome resource. And it was, it was really great for me to be able to learn about that. I actually, the first time I met up with him was like right before COVID started. And at that point I had like 300 followers on Instagram. I didn't really know what I was doing. And, um, and he just, he kind of introduced me to a bunch of courses to, to learn 
learn. And it was great because um, right as COVID started, I had a ton of time. So <laughs> yeah. I could you know, look at all these courses and, and watch them. And it was super helpful. And, and I was able to really grow, um, you know, grow my Instagram and my social media and be able to share music with so many more people. And as the social media grows, like you said, there is a negative side to it. So is that a side that you try and focus away from? Or is it a side that you kind of have to accept and take a look at it, but not let it affect you at the end of the day? Yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it's important to not just try to like, you know, push away from it and and avoid it, because I think like, um, you know, we kind of like we can't just ignore it. We have to like, you know, talk about it that like, yeah, there are unrealistic standards like a lot of with like a lot of filters and everything. It just a lot of times it can feel like especially for young girls that can feel like difficult when you're looking all of like at all of these like perfect photos or looking at other people and like oh their lives are so cool but I think showing for me like that's why it really matters to like show photos where I'm like studying with like my hair in a bun and like no makeup on you know because that's so realistic and I feel like a lot of times we can lose that in social media and so I think just showing those real moments that we kind of can all relate to is really important. And I was talking to one artist who said that it's she doesn't necessarily take it as a negative when she gets those negative comments because it sort of ties in with the more successful you become, the more negative comments you're going to get. So it's kind of a sign that you're becoming successful if people want to throw negative comments your way. Exactly. And I always say if someone truly didn't like like your voice or your music, they would just scroll away like they don't want to spend any more time listening to it. But if they like spend extra time to leave a negative comment, it's it's not about you. It's just something about themselves. Yeah. And your parents, what do they think about it since you've been gaining this social media attention? What is their take on it? Yeah, I mean, I think initially they were a little, you know, not super into social media, but I think they've really seen that it's it's an amazing tool to connect people. And, and I think, you know, getting to see how your music can really help people is just, it's one of the best things. And so I think for them seeing, uh, you know, me be able to connect with a bunch of different people and, and get to share my music with them has been really awesome. And they've been so supportive. I couldn't be more grateful for them. And now let's talk about your dad a bit. He was in a band back in his earlier days. Now, was that a garage band sort of thing in high school? Or was it a band where he actually got a glimpse into the business of music back then? Yeah, so he was in a bunch of different bands when he was like a teenager, like, you know, in his teenage years and in his 20s when he was in college and stuff. And so he was in a bunch of different like rock and country bands um, where he grew up in Maryland. And I think he he definitely got to see uh, a lot more of the music business. I think back then it was a little bit different because obviously you kind of had to depend more on a label and, and like a publisher because you didn't have social media or a way to really connect with your fans directly. And so it was definitely a different, I think, you know, version of the music business than it is today. But I think he got to see a lot that he's been able to kind of like teach me about and uh, getting to learn guitar from him was really fun. So it's, it's been really cool that we get to kind of share that love of music. And now he has played guitar with you on stage. I don't know if you know the group Tiger Lily, but yeah, yeah their dad is their lead guitarist. Oh and my so gosh, I was going to ask you, is that something you think your dad would be interested in once you start playing more shows is actually being a part of the band? I, so. 
I hope so. That would be fun. Yeah. But even if he won't be in the band, um, you know, for all the songs, I'm going to make him at least come up for like one song for a night. Um, but yeah, it was super fun. I was playing at a, a place called The Local um, and he came up for one song and played with me and that was super fun. So I hope he'll continue to do that. And what about your mom? Now, your dad shows up on your social media a bit, but I don't think you've ever shown your mom. I think there's one clip when your EP was first released. There's a woman's voice in the background that I think might have been her. But as far as she goes, is she camera shy? Does she not want to be out in the open? Yeah, that, that was her voice, but she will not let me post a photo of her. Um, but I, I wanted to. It's, it's not that she's not there. She's just always like, oh, here, let me take the photo. Um, but maybe one day I'll eventually convince her to, to show her face. And does she have any musicality in her background or does most of it come from your dad? You know, I think she has a great voice, but she doesn't really do very much music. She uh, a lot of the times just will like to listen to my music and um and you know she says she's not musical i think she has a great voice but um you know she she was a lawyer when she um before she kind of retired to have me and my brother um but so she kind of has more of the business-minded type personality but it's been really awesome to get to learn a lot of that from her too because she's um you know she's been able to teach me a lot about that you know different side of the music business yeah, that's awesome to have your dad have this like big musical background and her have more of that lawyer business background. That's a great mix for you starting a career. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. And I love to learn about other family members as well that may have inspired you along the way. And I, two people that have showed up in your social media, first, your grandpa, who is an army vet. You've mentioned him on Veterans Day a couple of times. Tell me about him and how he's influenced you in these first few years of your life. Yeah, yeah. He was, I mean, just seeing the dedication he had, you know, and like he really, he put like, I I feel like it was really inspiring how he kind of, he put others first, you know, like whether it was his family or, you know, putting the country first, going, you know, um, being a vet. I think it was just really inspiring to see that kind of like passion and dedication that he had. And it really made me want to, and like the hard work that he had, it really made me want to work hard for, you know, music, which is something I care about so much. And uh, yeah, so that it's been it was really incredible to get to grow up um, being so close to him. And also my grandma, uh, his wife, has a great voice. And I, I, I'm told that I used to listen to her singing Row, Row the Boat all the time. Oh, really? So she says that's where I got it from. Um, but yeah, it's, it, was, it was fun to, to grow up with both of them and, and see, you know, just how, how hardworking they were and how passionate they were. And now it must be your other grandma, possibly, that you lost in January of this year, was it? Yeah. And what did she mean to you? The world. She was like, she was like a second mother to me. Um, It was, she wasn't someone I just saw on like Christmas and New Year's. And, you know, she was someone who was there for like every important moment in my life. And uh, yeah, it was, I just, it was incredible to see how, you know, how energetic she was and how much she loved life and lived every moment to the fullest. And uh, yeah, it's something I'll never forget. And how proud, I mean, she got to see the beginnings of this and your other grandparents as well. How proud are they of you and this journey that you're on? 
yeah, their, their support meant the world to me. They, they've always been really, really supportive and they would always, even both of my grandmothers got onto Instagram to hear my music, oh, really? which is really incredible for them. They were not people who would really get into technology. Uh, but they, they both got onto Instagram and I find it funny. Both of them had typos in their usernames because uh, they couldn't like the, they always say the keys are too tiny for them to reach. Right. Uh, but yeah, they've, they've been so supportive and it, it just means the world to me that they believe in, in my dream. And that dream, when did it begin? Talk to me about not just your singing, but the performance side as well. Cause I think I saw somewhere that you first started in summer theater programs in performing. And so talk about that and when that started. Yeah, so I kind of just always loved music growing up. There was never a moment where it just like a switch flipped. It was just something that I always inherently knew. And, um, and I, I really, I found like songwriting really inspiring because I thought that like, as a songwriter, you get to kind of choose what message you put out to the world. And I feel like that's something just so incredible. And uh, so when I was younger, I was really shy. So that's why my parents put me into theater camps. They were like, maybe this will help her. And uh, I love the storytelling aspect of it. And then kind of when I discovered songwriting, when I was a little bit older, maybe I was like, I don't know, nine or 10 or something. And I really like kind of just like dove into songwriting, I, I realized that that was like a whole nother way to tell stories that I, I loved so much. And, it, um, you know, I think theater is cool because you get to kind of like tell stories, but with songwriting, you get to like choose what stories you tell and tell your own stories. And I, I feel like that's really incredible. And um, so I just, as soon as I, you know, started diving into songwriting, I fell in love with it. And around that same time, that was kind of after I learned how to play guitar. And that really opened it up for me because I feel like um, just listening to the chords, like they evoke a lot of emotions. And so just trying to like play off that with your songwriting was something I really loved. And then in the last few years, getting to share my music with more people through social media and performances and everything, it's, it's been awesome. And it's, I've just, I've loved getting to share my music with everyone. And talk about the earlier experiences with your dad and him challenging you to come up with lyrics to melodies that he was playing. What, what did that mean to your development and creating a love of songwriting within you? Yeah, it was, I mean, it was awesome because it was like, it was, it was something that we got to share that was super special. And that was like, but at that point, that was kind of the first uh, taste of songwriting that I ever got. And uh, I would just like, he would be playing this guitar riff and I would just start singing out random melodies and lyrics. And it was, it was so fun to get to kind of collaborate with him. And then eventually once he taught me how to play guitar and I started making it up, it was so fun. But even today, like I'll still, he'll still play me guitar riffs that I'll be like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. We have to write something to that and so it's it's really fun to still be able to get to share that with my dad and songwriting seems to come pretty natural for you but as far as the playing when you were learning guitar and I believe you know how to play piano when you're learning these instruments does it come natural for you I mean, I think with instruments, um, for me, it's been just about practice. I think like, um, I think a lot of times it's just, even if it's only like 20 minutes a day, just that consistency really helps. Um, and I mean, with guitar, when I first started playing, my hands were like too tiny to really hold the strings. So it was, I wouldn't say it was entirely natural, but I think, um, those, it's just like something that I love doing it so much that practicing, it didn't feel like work. It was just something that I like wanted to do every day after I came home from school. 
and you have quite an amazing guitar wall down in your home <laughs> studio. How many guitars do you have around the house? Oh my gosh, I can't say. My dad has an obsession. He, he gets so many, but um, yeah, I, I, I think we have probably on that wall, like six or seven or something I don't know it's it's so insane number but it's it's super fun to be able to to get to um kind of use his his presence for himself he's like oh I just bought myself this guitar I'm like you mean you bought us this guitar (laughs) (laughs) and how's it coming learning the electric guitar because I know it's more acoustic for you but are you continuing to learn the electric as well yeah, I am. It's fun. I mean, I think with like electric, when you're doing a lot more like different riffs and stuff, I think it's it's really fun. And uh, I'm, I'm excited to keep working at it. And there's artists like Lindsay L is sort of one of the more popular ones that is basically her only guitarist and she's playing yeah. solos on stage. Is that something that you could see yourself doing in the future? Yeah, that would be awesome. I hope so. That would be so cool. There are a lot of artists that I see that it's like incredible how they like, you know, they can do like all of it on stage. And I feel like that's really awesome. That's something I definitely want to want to keep doing. And um, it's yesterday we were actually in the studio uh, listening to some tracks that were getting mastered right now and about to send off to be mastered. And one of them, my producer was like, this is the first song you played your own guitar on. Oh, and nice. I didn't even realize that, but it's so it's cool to be able to um you know get to do those things as well and um you know get to expand and you had your guitar that you wrote your first ep on the pink guitar and you had a chance to give that away now how cool was that to not only be able to pass that on to someone but be at a point where people are excited to enter a contest like that and get your guitar Yeah, it was like a full circle moment. It was it was really awesome because I mean, like writing those songs, it was kind of just like me in my bedroom. And that was like really before I had really started like posting anything and started getting to share with a bunch of people my music. And so then to like get to that point where I had put out an EP and um, that a lot of people, I was really excited that they found it relatable and something they really liked listening to. And so getting to give it away and hopefully give it to someone who can maybe start writing songs or continue writing songs on it was just, it was awesome. It was really cool. And now you have seemed to have started strong with your songwriting. Like you say, songs that you wrote by yourself are many of the ones that you have released. And so did it always start strong or were there a couple of years there where there's songs tucked away that you don't ever want to see the light of day? Yeah, I definitely when I look back at like years like at voice memos that are like years old, like from 2015 or something, I'm like, how did I think that was good? But <laughs> it's all a pro like it's all a process, I feel like. And at the time, I was really excited about those songs, you know, like being an eight-year-old, I was like, I love this song, like it's so cool. And and then, you know getting older you I, I think just the more you you know do songwriting the better you get at it and uh and so I think I, I think it's all just you know part of a process and uh I, I still feel like you know those songs had something because they had like I don't know they kind of had a little bit of that like love for songwriting that I just always had even if they're not you know exactly the song I would want to be my next single I think it's cool to show kind of how you know how my songwriting has evolved Right. And with your songwriting, you're focused on creating a message within your music and creating positivity. And so where does that come from? Because it feels like it's a more mature process 
for you than it might be for some others your age? Yeah, I mean, I think I've just always felt like music just has this power to to really, um, I don't know, I guess just, you know, portray a message and get people to feel, you know, something. And so I feel like if you can leave people feeling better than than before they heard the song, that is the most important thing. And, and getting to make a difference with your music is just, it, it, it's really important to me. And so I think with all of my songs, even if they are about, you know, breakup or whatever, I think adding something that gives people a little hope and, and something to, to keep going, I feel like is, is really important for me. And, uh, and I think also, you know, putting out songs that have just like a really deep message about, you know, uh, you know, persevering or whatever it is are really important because I think ultimately what music is about is kind of, you know, bringing people together and, um, you know, being uplifting. And one of the songs that seemed to affect a lot of people is Virtually Next to You. Now, you didn't release it as a single, but you did release it online. And there was a lot of great feedback from that and people just talking about what the song meant to them. And so what does that mean to you when you release a song like that and you get so much positive feedback about how it is affecting your fans? Yeah, it means the world to me to get to see that a song that means a lot to me and that's helped me go through something uh, helps other people. It's it just it really makes it everything like worth it. And it's just it's it's such an incredible thing. And, you know, with that song, it was something that I wrote kind of at the start of the pandemic when it was kind of difficult because I wasn't really getting to see a lot of my loved ones, like my grandparents or my friends. And it, you know, it kind of felt like all of us were really isolated. And so with writing it, I hope that it was something that everyone could kind of relate to and and give everyone a little bit of hope. And so it was really, really incredible to get to see the comments and that the people cared about the song and that it resonated for them. And you do do a lot of covers, but it feels like it's mixed between covers and your original music. And so how important is it for you as a new artist to not just put out cover and cover and cover, but to mix your original music into that? Yeah, I mean, I'd say songwriting is like my favorite thing about music. You know, if I had to pick between like performance and songwriting and singing, songwriting is like the thing I love the most. So I think getting to share my original music is is really important to me. But I think also getting to cover a lot of the songs, um, especially the songs that like inspired me or that made me want to become a musician is is really incredible because I I feel like it's really cool to just get to put your own take on a song that has meant so much to you. With your covers, you do Instagram lives and people ask you to do a song. And I know you look up lyrics sometimes, but for the most part, it feels like you can just play it. And so do you know a lot of songs or do you just find it easy to sort of pick it up and be able to play it? I mean, I'd say... I, I think I, I listen to a lot of music, so it's probably that like a lot of them I'll be familiar with like the melody of it. If I don't know the melody, it's a little more difficult because I'm like I have to listen to it and I don't want to like make people sit there for like 30 seconds while I'm listening to it. But as long as I know the melody, I feel like the rest is pretty easy to figure out on the spot. And also it's kind of fun to like have a little challenge and try to figure out how to play a song. It's I don't know. It, it's something I really like. And what do you learn from that? Just about songwriting and the structure of music. Is that something that is very important in looking at those cover songs and deconstructing them and learning how they're put together? 
Yeah, totally. I think it's really cool to to look at these other songs and figure out, you know, um, kind of all the structure and everything. And I actually I like I took a class on that during the pandemic where it was like, um, you know, a few hours every Saturday where we all would like hop on a Zoom and they would, um, you know, talk a lot about like the structure of a lot of the um, successful songs that have been, you know, doing really well recently. And uh, it was really cool to learn about all the, you know, internal, whether it's like rhyme scheme or the like melodic structures or like whatever it is I feel like it's is really interesting to learn about and that's not to say that you have to follow all of those rules all the time but it's it's cool to know about them because then you can at least consciously choose where to break them and when to follow them right and on the production side working with Seth Mosley now he's a guy who has I believe it's 31 number one songs. And so talk about the moment that he reached out and how that all came together in working with him. Yeah, it was it was really incredible. So he had reached out to us. This was probably like February of 2020, I think. So right before the pandemic. And he had heard some of my covers and originals uh, on Instagram and YouTube that I had posted. And so he wanted to um, me and my dad to come down to Nashville and to for me to just try recording a few songs with him and get to meet him and, um, you know, kind of see if we worked well together. And it was it was such a fun trip. It was uh, it was really cool to meet him and get to work with him and he's he's just insanely talented and he's one of the nicest guys ever so it was it was really awesome to get to meet him and um even now when I like look back at that photo we both look so much younger (laughs) and it's so funny but it's so awesome to to be able to still be working with him and getting to um you know really um put out music that we both really care about and it's it's been awesome and that first time with him was that a very eye-opening experience as to the production of music and what it takes to produce a song? Yeah, yeah, it was. So before that, I had never really gone to a recording studio. I had gone to one um, at Sweetwater Studios, which is Sweetwater has like a lot of they um, are do a lot of like music equipment production and stuff. So they like make a lot of guitars and stuff. So it was more like a music production center, but they had like a small recording studio. (laughs) Um, So I had gone there and worked with the producer for like a few days, like a few times. But going to Nashville, it was a totally different experience. And it was, it was really incredible. It's just, it's so cool to see how in the whole city music is like so prevalent just everywhere. And also like specifically in, in Seth's studio, just see like everything and how, like how he, um, you know, how he works. It was just a really cool experience. And now Nashville isn't that close to home. Uh, you're just outside Philadelphia. And I looked it up, I believe it's either a 12 hour drive or a two hour flight. And so growing up before Seth reached out and you had a chance to go to Nashville, was Nashville a dream? Was that something that you aspired to, to go to Nashville at some point? Yeah, definitely. I I definitely mentioned to my parents, you know, Taylor Swift moved from Pennsylvania to Nashville when she was 14. I definitely mentioned that a few times. (laughs) They didn't have a good response. They were like, okay, Jordana, that's nice. That's nice. (laughs) But um, so I I definitely wanted to go. I had never really like, I didn't really know what was kind of happening in Nashville. I just knew that there was so much music going on and that it was a really really important place especially for country music and there's so much history here and getting to go here like made me fall in love with it even more and know like 
even more that this is where I want to be and this is like exactly the place that I I really want to when I you know graduate high school and stuff be able to move to and really get to pursue my career here and so it's it's really exciting to be able to be moving in a few months <laughs> that's awesome and talk about on one of the first trips to Nashville I believe the first time that you were able to perform in a Nashville venue because I think it was a bit of a spur of the moment yeah. if I heard correctly yeah, it was. So that was our first trip. We were leaving uh, in a few hours to go to the airport, but we were like, we have some time to fill. Let's go to Broadway. And so we walked into one of the bars, Tootsie's, and there were a few musicians um, playing on the stage. And then I think they like took a water break or something. And I went up to one of them and I was like, can I play a song with you guys? And they were like, okay. And so we, I think we played Before He Cheats and like one or two other songs. And it was so fun. I mean, if, if you've ever been on Broadway, it's just a bunch of like honky tonk bars and the crowds are like so into it. And so it's so fun. It's just, I mean, it's one of the liveliest places ever. And it was, it was a blast to get to perform with them. That's awesome. So have you always had, let's say that courage to be able to do that? Because I mean, Tootsie's like, that's not just a small venue in Nashville. That's a bit of an iconic venue there. And so to be able to jump up on that stage and play, it's got to take some guts. Yeah. I mean, I, when I was little, I was definitely a lot shyer. Like I wouldn't even ask a waiter for water. I would make my brother ask for me. Like I, I just couldn't talk to anyone. So, um, I wouldn't say that's something I was born with, but I think just, uh, you know, my family really tried to encourage me to, to be more kind of outgoing and, uh, you know, have that courage when I was growing up and especially doing stuff like theater and really getting into music that really helped me. I mean, honestly, I feel like, uh, really just getting to, to really dive into music just inspired me to be kind of more courageous with songwriting and that translated to kind of all other parts of my life too. And yeah, within the last couple of years, talk about how you've grown as a person and as a musician, because from the outside looking in, I can really see there's growth there and I can see the confidence that is growing within you. And even within your music videos, you can see that confidence rising. And so within yourself, have you felt that? Have you felt your confidence rising as a person and as an artist along this journey? Thank you. Yeah, I, I have. I mean, I think it's something that honestly, a lot of the, like the people and like the fans that have been listening to my music on Instagram and YouTube and all social media, they've really inspired me to be, you know, more confident and courageous because just, you know, them responding to my music in such a positive way has meant the world to me, but also hearing, you know, what things that they've been going through and, you know, maybe it's like them, you know, not feeling like they can really be themselves or worrying that, you know, people won't accept them. I think it's really just taught me that, like, I really want to uh, help them with that. And I think the best way is to lead by example. And so it's something that I've felt like I, I really want to be, you know, more brave um, to show them that they, they can be brave and they should just be authentically themselves. And that, uh, and, and that's something that I'm really grateful for them because it's a lesson that they have helped me learn. And shortly before the pandemic, I believe it was, you had the opportunity to see Carrie Underwood, who is one of your idols. You saw her live. And now when you're seeing a show like that, are you sitting there as a normal fan or are you really studying everything she's doing and picking out little things and really studying that performance? 
I mean, a bit of both. I can't not be a fan of Carrie Underwood concert. I'm just like, I mean, she's incredible. So half the time I was like screaming out all the words and, you know, cause she's incredible and she's an awesome performer. But I think also like, I mean, I'm someone who takes so many videos at a performance cause I want to be able to like relive it all the time. So um, yeah, a lot of times I'll, when I'm like getting ready for a show or something, I'll either like watch those videos or look up, you know, videos of, of some of my favorite artists performing to see kind of what things they do that make their performances just so incredible and and you know kind of try to pick up on some of those things and let's talk about the songwriting because that's another area where you've had a chance to work with some big names within Nashville and so what has that process been like in diving into the co-writing and getting comfortable within that it's it's been awesome. I mean, I've, I've I've loved it. It's so incredible to be able to really collaborate with people, and it's just such an awesome process. It's it's so fun, and you get to really see the song come to life in such a different way, uh, and get to really you know bring in everyone's ideas, and it it just evolves in such a cool way. And it's funny co-writing. It's something that I actually started over Zoom in quarantine because. Uh, you know, when COVID started in 2020, that was kind of the time that I was getting ready to be doing a lot of co-writing. Right. So uh, everything, you know, no one was doing in-person writes. So uh, I was just doing like a bunch of Zoom writes. And it actually, it was really great because um, even if I wasn't in Nashville, I was able to write with a bunch of people. And um, I, I did like dozens and dozens of Zoom co-writes before I got to do an in-person one for the first time. And I can definitely say I prefer in-person ones, but I still do a bunch of Zoom co-writes when I'm, you know, back home. And it's, it's an awesome thing that you can get to still collaborate with people, even if you can't be in town. And now that you are able to travel to Nashville, are you doing everything there? I know you have a home studio that you, where you recorded lots of the vocals for your debut EP, but now that things have opened up, are you doing everything in Nashville that you can? Yeah. So, I mean, we're here probably like every other week. So we're, we're doing a lot of the recording here and writing and, um, you know, a lot of the production stuff, but still at home, a lot of times we will record like the initial rough demo that we can send to Seth um, or, you know, send to the team over here that they can start working on. That way, when we come down to Nashville, we can work on a, a you know, more final draft of it. And um, so we, we definitely still use our home studio all the time, um, but it's, it's nice to be able to be in Nashville too and get to do a lot of the stuff here as well. And things are picking up quickly for you, but you are heading into school at Belmont, which is probably going to take a lot of time. So have you figured out how you're going to balance building this career while at the same time making sure you're focusing on school? Yeah, well, for me, I'd say, you know, getting to to work on my career and really work on my music is the most important part for me. So um, I think it'll be something when I'm trying to figure out my school load and and all of that that uh, that I try to, you know, think about and be conscious about. And I am also, you know, considering the idea of doing a gap year, which would because I really want to focus on my career. So that could possibly, you know, be a good thing to get really just a first year where I get to, you know, fully work on my music and be in town. And um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely thinking about that. But either way, I want to make sure that my career is my priority and really get to work on my music. And you mentioned that you have some songs that are being sent away. Talk about your new music. What can fans expect in the near future, hopefully? 
Yeah, we're working on a project that I'm really excited about. It's been a blast to work on it. And um, I, I'm really excited about it. So Seth's producing it and um, Zach Kale, who is like, he's awesome. He did a bunch of Gabby Barrett stuff that um, I love. And he's, uh, so him him and Seth are, they're an awesome team and it's been super fun to work with them. And there are a bunch of songs that I'm really excited about that we've, uh, you know, that we've written there. Uh, I wrote a bunch of stuff with them and also with Allison Veltz, who's awesome. And, um, and and Jim McCormick, and there are a lot of a lot of really cool songs that I'm excited about that I am really excited to share with fans. I've been posting some clips of them on Instagram and TikTok, yep. so uh, I'm excited to get to share the full version soon. That's awesome. And with how things are taking off, I know you probably can't talk about it, but as far as labels go, publishing deals, have you been approached? Is that sort of in the background available at this point with the success that you've seen so far? Um, yeah, so I've had I've had a lot of meetings with, you know, labels and publishers, and I'm excited about what's to come. I think it's going to be a really exciting year, and I'm super excited to share everything with um, everyone once I can. Thank you once again so much for joining us. And thank you to Jordana for stopping by and sharing her story. Be sure to check out her debut EP, Last First, wherever you stream your music. Also keep an eye on her socials for new music coming soon. Please also be sure to visit our website, countrymusicmademe.com. There you can listen to all of our episodes and you can also sign up for our newsletter to receive exclusive content straight to your inbox. Just head over to countrymusicmademe.com and hit that subscribe button. You can also find us on any streaming platform. So if streaming is your thing, head over to your favorite platform and give us a follow there. Thank you once again so much for listening and we'll see you next time on Country Music Made Me. Music